so long (laughs) i know we're like out of practice um okay so welcome to the rose and dagger podcast i'm lauren kings of everything i am nick lewin has af on tumblr and yes the world over on ao3 and um this is episode 33 of our podcast which is um and we are going to be talking about how to hook a reader yeah start your face yeah how to how to uh titles we're gonna talk about titles and titling and um and we're gonna talk about uh like yeah hooking the reader like how to get people interested in your fic from like the first sentence or the first pair the first paragraph yeah yeah, so I so I think we got an ask actually about the how to get people interested in the hooking the, thing. Yeah. And you um, wanted to talk about titles, so we were like, we'll do it at the same time. Exactly. I wanted to talk about titles because I'm terrible at titling my fix. I hate most of my titles. Um I really don't I'm not good at it. And I was like, maybe if we talk about it, I will figure out a better way to do it. Um and I don't. But we can talk about it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I uh, I found that the asked. It says, could you maybe talk about how to make a really good beginning that grabs the reader and then have exposition exposition that effectively world slash character builds without making the reader lose interest because of info dumping? I find myself fixating on the perfect start because my English teacher in high school used to go on and on about how important it was. So I would love to hear you y'all. They say y'all. Oh, thanks. Love We'd me. love to hear y'all approach this. Thanks. Love the podcast, by the way. That's oh. a really great question, especially about the info dumping, because that um, people will do that, including yeah. yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess titles first. Yes, because titling is like, the title is like really the first hook. Like there are times where a great title, like, I'll see a great title somewhere, and I'll be like, ooh. Damn, that's a good title. I want to read that. Like, that, you know, there that is a way to hook somebody. Um, unfortunately, in my research on this and thinking about it, I don't have super good information to share, um, but maybe... I, 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 did, I did do some research on titles, and uh, I accidentally ended up listening to uh, some the a podcast about titling novels you accidentally started listening to well i know i mean i listened to it on purpose but it was about i thought it was just gonna be about like titling your novel but it was about titling your novel in order for it to sell better okay but we're not selling yeah but i do feel like there's a lot of info it was a very short podcast but i think i got some good info from it like one of the things was uh like the first thing that I do when I think of a title is to search AO3 and see if that fic already ex- if that title is already being used. Um if it's most of the time the titles that I come up with are not, which I think is good because you want it to be different. You don't want it to be, you know, you don't want people to see it and think, wait, I already read that fic. 
and it's something else. Um, so I always check. And then if there are, I'll like narrow it down and check our fandom and see if it exists in our fandom. And I think <clears throat> maybe one or two of my fix, there was a fic already in our fandom, but it was like more than five years old or not, you know, not a, like super popular fix. So I wasn't that worried about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things that they said was uh, they the <laughs> song lyrics, which mm-hmm. is a big thing, which is what I usually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, poetry, lines from poetry, yeah. um, uh, dramatic words, cool. like a single word. Um, uh, maybe... Um, in novels, I think sometimes they use like the the main character's name. That's not something. I mean, maybe be like Louis and the <laughs> Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> uh, Louis' Adventures in Wonderland. Yes, but that's pretty much it. I mean, it was just like you yeah. want to try to. You don't want to sound like something that everyone else has titled their fic yeah um um yeah that was i i sort of have two pieces of advice the first one is the like uniqueness um i like my i have one called let me kiss you which is obviously from a 1d song yeah. um and that's my collection of kisses are all kisses yeah yeah it's um, like 50 50 kisses yeah crazy but I think that title is like a pretty popular title, but I really liked it for. What's well, perfect for what you're, yeah. yeah. Um, so there is also a, um, and somebody just rectificed me the other day in our group chat board that had the same title. Um, so there are, I think sometimes even if you have like the perfect title, it's okay to use it, but you just have yeah. to know like they're obviously a downfall to pitfalls or like there could be a reason why people aren't reading it because I think they've already read it or yeah. you're going to get mixed up with another fic or whatever. So, um, just but if it, if it, if you really, really like the title and you're not worried about that, then yeah, go for it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, my other piece of advice is sort of five pieces of advice is all together in one. Um, but it's to think about the who, what, where, why, who, what, when, where, why. Yeah. Um, so again, like you could use like a character's name, like Harry Potter. You could call it just Harry Styles, but what's <laughs> <laughs> might... oh, like uh, when I was writing my Magnum PI that yeah, yeah. Uh, I I my the uh, the working title was uh, Styles PI. Yes, exactly. And I probably would have just called. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but that's totally like taking the who, like taking the character and what the main character yeah and and using that um also a big thing in books this always annoys me is like the blank's daughter like the butcher's daughter the yeah so daughter the like you know whatever that always annoys me you are more than your father exactly (laughs) um the what would be like um well like with the styles pi he's a private investigator so that's part of the Exactly. Yeah. Um, so like what it's mostly about, you could figure out a title like 
based on that. Yeah. Um, um, like space, if you have like a space fix, so then, you know, maybe your title has something to do with space. Yes, exactly. Um, that would be like the where, you know, if you could do it like location based. Um, yeah. If it's in the bayou or if it's in like a unique location, then you could use that to your advantage in titling. Um, the when would be like 1984, because George Orwell's, you know, like you could use some sort of year yeah. or era in your titling. Um, then the why would be like the conflict, sort of. Um, yeah. So sort of looking at it from like that point too, like I think I mostly do just like like song moods. Yeah. Like grab lyrics from songs that like sort of fit the mood that I'm going for, but then I think that doesn't always translate. Yeah. Um, which is probably why I don't like most of my titles, but what I do is um most of the time I try to sum up whatever the fic is about in one word or one or two words and then I will google songs about those two words and then whatever songs come up I'll go through and like I don't just pick random songs I like pick songs that are familiar to me I'll be like oh yeah I know that song and then I'll like look at the lyrics and listen to the song and if it fits or if I find something then I'll go with that um I like to um I'm trying to think of yeah like uh have love will travel yeah yeah like that's a song that's the title that's a song title um and uh I'd heard it before but it didn't like occur to me like when I was trying to think of a title and so that's how I found it was like uh googling travel songs um and then i was like oh this is great because i was already making a um playlist for that fic anyway and then i was like oh this is perfect this is like the perfect title like the devil in the deep blue sea there is a song called that but that's not where that's like a that's like a what would would you call it like a sailor saying phrase yeah it's like a it's like a uh it means the devil is part of a boat is the seam on the middle bottom of the boat and uh the the idiom maybe okay uh between the devil and the deep blue sea is like when they'd have to like repair that at sea it was like really hard (laughs) yeah Yeah, so i think people can get titles from anywhere yeah Um, and anyone who struggles with titles, I think that's like a common thing. Don't feel like you're alone. Yeah. You can always, I'll always, always bounce my titles off of you. Yeah. And like, you can always ask your beta for help with that too. Yeah, of course. Um, I was thinking about the other day, cause I always, I like to come up with the titles before or early on in the fic writing. Um, but it doesn't always work out that way. Uh, Merrill Harold specifically is one that comes to mind. Um, my uh, first Big Bang, How Fast You Fall. Mm-hmm. Wow. I said, and I don't like that title. I don't really like that fic. But I don't, <laughs> I don't like that title uh, um, that much. But I remember being like 
so stressed out about not having a title for it and it being for Big Bang. Um, and that comes from a song uh, that was on the soundtrack to Love Actually. Mm-hmm. Because that was where that uh, idea originally came from, was from that movie. Um, uh, Kelly Clarkson. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I think most, like, yeah, songs are where most people in fandom I know get them yeah. from. Um, and I know sometimes people just don't care and they'll just use whatever it doesn't have to go with. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think it's a good idea to have something catchy. I think, you know, that maybe, uh, is unique to, you know, mm-hmm. your fit. Like, that's not gonna... You don't want to use, <laughs> like, boring words, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, like, yeah. you want words that are, yeah. like... Yeah. yeah. Like, so that maybe have... aren't used all the time. Huh? Yeah. You could do, like, alliteration. I was thinking of something. Yeah. Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, where it's, like, uh, you know, words that go together, like, yeah, action words, or... Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm one of those people who always, like, waits to title mine. That's, like, one of the last things I do. I'm normally, like, 75% of the way through before I come up with one. Um... Because it's just such a... That's normally part of my, oh, I'm almost done. I have to procrastinate by coming up with a title and making a mood board and (laughs) (laughs) all those things. (laughs) So. Yeah. Okay, so after the... That's all I have to say about titles. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Okay. So after the title being, like, the first thing that hooks you, we did another episode... Yeah. About, like summaries and tags and mood boards and all of that. So I think all of that also, if you're if you're presenting somewhere like on Tumblr, um, that has like a visual aspect. Um, then I think those things um, can also help like hook a reader. Um, so you can go back and listen to that. Also, I'm realizing now I don't think I mentioned this yet that I have Invisalign. It's new. For some reason, that particular sentence. Oh, like it's it's, it's affecting your, t- your ability to talk. Um, it's oh, I'm still getting used to it. So anyway, if I sound weird to anybody, that is why. Um, yeah, we did. Uh, it was talking about fic post um, episode 17, and that's the one where we talked about summaries. And that's like you said, title is the first thing, and then the summary is the second thing uh, that pulls the reader in, and then um, the hook is like the first you know first sentence first paragraph first page um i think have if you have like a two hundred thousand word fic or like some even a hundred thousand if you have a very long fic i think you have more leeway in the beginning to get people um i think if your whole fic is sort of how do i say this your whole fic is sort of slow and like a slow burn or meandering is not the right word. But I think if you're in for a, I don't know. It feels to me like I would give a fic more leeway to sort of like get into it a little bit more if it's like a really long 
not me, man. (laughs) (laughs) And the first paragraph doesn't suck me in. I'm like, yeah. And I, that's probably just, well, I don't think it's just me, but yeah, no, I don't think it's just you. I feel like if, um, if it's like a longer fic, then I'll probably give it to like the first chapter or so. Yeah, I would probably read it a little longer. I don't know that I would go for the first chapter, but I would probably read like more than just one paragraph just to see, um, if it, if it pulls me in. Um, but yeah, I do depend, I depend a lot on the first, like the, 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 the beginning of a fic too. Uh, books too! If I, if I, like, read the first, like, few sentences of a book and it's, like, bleh. Yeah. Or I don't, you know, then I'm not going to read it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I would say, like, the first, um, for sure the first paragraph is, like, really yeah. very important. Um, because you're giving the reader a taste of your writing style and the mood and who the character, like, you sort of everything... Yeah. About or you should be. Perhaps and I guess that's sort yeah, of the absolutely. point. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> of episode. I don't know how you phrase it. Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, uh, so I did do, uh, a lot, not on purpose in the beginning, again, uh, I was reading a book and it mentioned hooking the reader and I was like, oh, yeah. you know, I'll have to remember this. Um, a book on writing. It wasn't in like a novel or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it was a book on writing. Um, and, uh, and I had listened to a podcast, um, before that had, uh, mentioned, uh, hooking the reader. Um, like I would say the first thing we should say about this is like, if you're worried about your beginning, like the, the, the ask, the anon ask, um, you can always change it in the editing. Like if it's, if that's keeping you from getting started, like, yeah, like just let it go. And like, you can, you can edit it to be better in the beginning and just write. Yes. So I absolutely agree. Do not get, I'm, I'm a very firm believer in rewriting and changing and editing as you go along. Um, and to not get stuck on making sure you have the right beginning right as you start to write. Um, Too much the, pressure. Yeah, the polyfic. Um, for 80% of it, I had it started with um, Elder finding Louis at the skate park. Because that's like where the inspiration came from. That's where like everything happened from like this one moment. And the whole fic sort of spun out from this moment I had envisioned. So... For me, that was the beginning of the action was um, Elgar finding Louis and everything else sort of happened from there. And then my amazing beta for the fic um, was like, what if you didn't start it there? What if we got an idea of who Elgar and Nick were before they meet Louis? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Because like that just hadn't even crossed my mind um and so then I wrote it I was like I'll just I'll just write a scene we'll see I was I was still convinced I was like nope that's not where it starts but I'll write it and then I can always just take it right back out again um but it was them at an art gallery 
and this is where we learn about their polyamory and we learn about um, sort of who they are as a couple before Louis comes in. Yeah. And I wrote it. I feel like that explains so much. And I was like, oh, yes, no, this is actually where the story begins. Um, and it's still starting at the beginning of action. It's, the begin- you know, he's Nick's already drunk. Nick is already hitting on somebody. Others are unhappy about this. So we're starting in the midst of action still. I'm not yeah. they're polyamory. I'm starting with action. Um, it's just a different set of action that I anticipated. So that was like 80% of the way in. I was almost done with the fic when I wrote that. Um, so definitely don't feel like you need to have the start when you start writing. You can always go back and change or edit or fix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the, the one of the things that I um, read, which made me laugh and made me think of you, it was uh, one of the books. The one of the books that I read was um, Kurt Vonnegut, uh, and I can't remember what it was called, but it's a writing like writing book, and he says throughout the first two pages. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is reminding me of Nick because I have the tendency, and I know a lot of people do. Um, and apparently this is common in like, you know, in authors everywhere, um, because you're starting the story in your head. And so you're kind of building up to, uh, the actual story. There's backstory, you're getting to know your characters, whatever. Um, so like also you may like how you added to your beginning, you may write your beginning and then decide to take, you know, a big chunk of it away. Um, uh, don't want shelter, uh, and uh, Merrill Harold both had like big pieces in the beginning. Well, Merrill Harold was bigger, but like pieces like the very beginning that were just like gone because they didn't matter yeah. um, to the story. Um, and uh, and the fix are better for it. Um, but yeah, you can always worry about it when you're editing. You do not need to worry about that before you get started. But once you're finished with it, um and you're ready to write the beginning to like hook the reader. Um, there are some like cliche, like, uh, type things to, to, to think about, um, uh, to come in late and leave early. So like you, you don't, uh, you, you start with like as close to the action or in the action of your story as possible mm-hmm. and then leave before it gets boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So end the fic. Uh, but yeah, so... Um... Um, okay, so my theory fic that I just wrote, um, I did that exact thing where I was writing, and I'm, I there's a whole section of it beforehand. There, I mean, it's not a whole section because it's, um, I don't know, maybe four paragraphs, but it's like Liam's having this like very lazy day, and then he gets up and he sees that he's missed messages from Harry, and like that starts it all. And as I was writing, I was like, this is all stuff that I would tell Lauren to cut. (laughs) (laughs) We just like learning who Liam is, me just like getting back into the vibe of writing. This is me just like doing whatever. And so I was going to cut it all. And then I didn't because I was like, it gives a good sense of who Liam is. Um, And because that book is pretty short, I didn't, I didn't have, I don't know. I still felt like it was important. So I kept it. Um, that well, was like you that. said, it was just a few paragraphs. It wasn't like yeah, five thousand words. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, 
So I would not have like a whole day. One piece of advice that I found when I was writing that I thought was like A plus one of the best things I've heard about starting was pretend you're at a party, pretend your character is telling you the start of the story. Right. If you're just meeting this person for the first time, do you want their whole life story? Do you want to start? Uh, Or tell them today at the party, like, do you want like, this morning my alarm went off at 7.07 and then I like, hit snooze three times and I got up and I showered and you know like do you want to hear all of that or do you want to do you want them to start with like oh my god I got hit by a bus on the way here like yeah you know so like pretend it's a total stranger pretend you're meeting them at a party where would you be interested in hearing about the story they're telling you yeah you know yeah oh that's such a good way to like that is a great way because it's like the most you need and the lead up to it is i was crossing the street to get to a starbucks yeah and i got hit by a bus exactly oh okay great that's where you should start your story yeah um and like you were saying with the leave before it gets boring is you also want you want there to be tension you want there to be something that you come back for so you don't want to give it all away Right. You know, you want there to be some some mystery that yeah. keeps you like, oh, I want to find out more about this. Yeah, I want to know what else is going to happen. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I uh, read was that um, you try to sometimes try to include like motion like not necessarily like the per- the people are doing something okay when you're writing about them. So you want to you want to in the very beginning you want to establish who the story is about. Yes. What they're doing. Yes. And like what the um not necessarily what the conflict is in the very beginning, but like that there's something going on. Yes. Like that- like a change, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. I don't think conflict, but there needs to be tension. There needs to be yeah. something that is awry, something that's not quite right, something that they're bothered by, something that, um, yeah, there's got to be something. Like something that's going to happen or something that is happening yeah. Yeah. that uh, that is going to lead to whatever the change is, if it's not necessarily, or is going to lead to the conflict. Yeah. Um, another thing that I read, which I thought was good, was like that sometimes people, when they're writing, feel like they're, they don't want to info dump, which is good, yeah. but then they don't want to give their readers the information that the, informa- that the readers need. Mm-hmm. So like, um, you don't want to like keep, stuff back just because you know it in your head you have to like tell your reader too or they're not going to be curious to find out what happens yes you have to give a reason why you care about what it is that they're i think dialogue i think can be tricky for that reason for for starting is like dialogue can be such a great way to start a fic because if they're saying something you're like Especially if you're saying something super interesting, then you're like, oh, like. Yeah, I think it's easier, uh, I would say, with fic to start with dialogue than if you were writing like uh, like a um, like original characters in a novel or something, because you don't know anything at all about those characters. But like with a fic, you, you have even if they're 
written completely like different than you've ever read them before. You still have you like you know who Louis is, mm-hmm. and you know who Harry is. So like you can start with them talking, and there doesn't I feel like it doesn't need to be as much introduction of who they are. Does that make sense? Like I know that some novels start with dialogue, but um. Yeah, see, I think again, like I think I'm just such a like. I'm, I'm not I'm not such a stickler for like making sure your writer your characters are in character or in blah 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 yeah. like I'm like I don't know I, I just kind of feel like it's the same rules either way um but I think that if you're starting with dialogue then you have to care why these people are saying what they're saying at the beginning and I think if you're starting with dialogue with no um and you're not yet like invested in the characters, then it could just be boring. Like, um, in my thick with, um, Louis and Sam Fender. Yeah. Starts with dialogue, but it starts with, um, Louis, like, hook up saying, like, this isn't working anymore as he's, like, pulling on his pants. So, like, hey. so it's Action. like, Action, conflict, conflict, tension, and then Louis like, "What the fuck? You were just in me. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean this isn't working anymore?" Um, so it sets up a lot of dynamics in that like little bit of dialogue, um, even if, um, you know. So just make sure your dialogue is doing a lot of work if you're starting it with the dialogue. Those are all the things that you want. I think it's easier to sort of um, pick it out when you're reading it to say, like, this is what we're talking about when we mean, like, establishing. Because you you want to establish, you want to establish, like, the setting, mm-hmm. the main character, and what's going on. Conflict, whatever. Like, you have to care. Like, if you're just going to tell me about, like, you know, Harry and go through like a day of him working in a bakery and you're just talking about him working in a bakery and like, that's it. I'm yeah. not going to care. <laughs> like have him drop a cake on the floor. I'm all for, although that, you know, like something has to happen. It can't just be like he was icing the cookies and you know, um, I, uh, more has to happen. I was right. I took a creative writing class in college and I was writing something about, I don't know, someone's like day. And I did the like, they woke up in the morning and I was like talking about their day. And then like, I was going to do like, and then the next day is like when the exciting stuff happened. Oh, no. But I was like, I was like, well, because how would we know that this is like different than any other day if we don't have like a baseline of their day? And my writing teacher was like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I'm like, all right, yeah. Um, and they're like, just by like their reactions to the things that we, that is how we will know that this is not their typical day. And I was like, Oh yes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Smart. Um, yeah. And so, um, anyway. um, so like you want to get as much information as possible in the beginning, I think. Um, without like info dumping or spoiling. Um, I think that 
you can, like you said, the characters' reactions to what hap- what's happening. You can like kind of uh, drop in little like bits of things to set where they are or who they are or you know whatever is the normal thing for them um just in little bits like so one thing i think about about info dumping is like and world building like if you're you know building a whole world is like um that you you know it's like tip the iceberg theory right where like what the reader is actually getting is the tip of the iceberg what you know as the author the whole thing but what you're showing and telling them is just like a little bit of it. Um, and I think you kind of only need to tell readers what they need to know in the moment. Um, like if you're telling about, you know, if they're walking into someone's bedroom for the first time, right? Like you could pick out a few key things that are important about their bedroom that like informs who they are as a character, right? Yeah. Without explaining where every piece of furniture and every everything in their bedroom is, and where the bedroom is positioned in their house, and where their house is in the community. Like, I think you just sort of need to use that same theory for, like, all of your information. Yeah. What actually is important in this moment? Like, what is one character learning about another character? What is one, learn- one character understanding about the world? What is one character... Um, like, how, how is this moving the plot? How is this moving the setting? How is this, you know, moving something along? And you just need to give that bit of information. Yeah. And then when you, you uh, and then, like, also sometimes when you're writing, you're, like, making the reader, uh, it's like they have a, they don't know what's happening. Like, you have, you give them, like, a little bit of information. Like, I was thinking about my uh, divorced uh, Larry Fick. And how in the beginning it says Harry leans his forehead against the thick glass window, peering into the nursery, trying to figure out which one of the babies is his. So Mm -hmm. in the very beginning, you know that there's a baby (laughs) (laughs) and he's in the hospital. And so you're like, who's his, is it his baby? And then uh, like, as you read, um, you find out that it's it's not his baby; it's his granddaughter, yeah. um, and and so you've uh, you've answered that question, and then like in like the next sentence, but then immediately there's like another question or another thing that you don't really know about, which is that like they're that Louis and Harry are divorced, right. and that this is their granddaughter, but like they don't, you know, yeah. they're not married, um, and so like you like little bits of information um as you go uh you're not saying harry a 62 year old divorcee is standing at this hospital in the city at 14 babies trying to find (laughs) which one is his grand you know like exactly step like that would be like info dumping that's like a little too much or it could be a little, you know, especially on yeah. a larger scale. That's like too much, at, you know, at, yeah. the, at the one time. Yeah. So if you sort of drop it in bit by bit by bit, then it pulls the reader along with you as you're like, yeah. You're, they're going, oh, okay, okay, they're divorced. Oh, wait. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like little bits of things happen. Yeah. 
um, so yeah, in counterbalance, like it starts mid crash, right? Yeah. So like it starts mid crash. Super so action. Exactly. So it's super action packed. You're with, so you're like, okay, he's on a motorcycle. Okay, he's in a race. Okay, he was hit by somebody named Tomo, and he's like not surprised at all that Tomo's the one who like hit him, and like, can he get back in the race? You know. So it's like all this information, but you don't know like. Okay. I remember when you were writing that, and you were like. uh having to describe the the crash happening without being like, ow, this hurts. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. I, I remember that. Um, and that's another thing, like, yes, showing and obviously yeah. it hurts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's, and I think that's like the number one key actually is showing, not telling. Yeah. And, because you want to jump into the action. You want to know what's happening. You don't want to be told like, all this backstory. You just want to like get in with the action and know what's happening. Um, I have a, I have a stack of books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that it would be a good idea um, if I uh, got um, some books and like I marked the first page and uh, to give like examples. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's a good idea? Sure. Okay, we can edit it out if it sucks. But uh, Al- Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Uh, Alice was beginning to get very tired of sitting by her sister on the bank and having nothing to do. Once or twice she'd peeped into the book her sister was reading, but it had no pictures or conversations in it. And what is the use of a book, thought Alice, without pictures or conversations? So she was considering in her own mind whether the pleasure of making a daisy chain would be worth the trouble of getting up and picking the daisies when suddenly a white rabbit with pink eyes ran close by her. So it's like right off the bat, like, you're like, she's yeah, young. Exactly. She's a child. You know, and then like... She's looking for adventure because she's bored. Yeah. And then like in the next paragraph, it's like, you know, he has clothes on and stuff and it's like, whoa, that rabbit's dressed. That's crazy. Exactly. Um, but you can see, like, it introduces the character. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn so much about her just, you know, from that first, like, obviously, if it's a a, it's a book without pictures, what's the point of that? Yeah. She's not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it tells you a lot. Um, the um, Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury. Uh, the beginning sentence. One sentence. One minute it was Ohio winter with doors closed, windows locked, the panes blind with frost, icicles fringing every roof, children skiing on slopes, housewives lumbering like great black bears in their furs along the icy streets. And then a long wave of warmth across the small town. Um, and they like describes the heat coming in. So you're like, what the hell's going on? Um, and then they call it rocket summer. And, like, it, it talks about um, that. So it's, like, something you don't know the person there. Yeah. Um, I think there are... But it's something like that where it's a sci-fi novel, or I imagine it is, knowing yeah. who yeah. the author is. Um, like, that's, like, an inciting incident where, like, oh, this big event is changing the world. Yeah. So that would be a good place to start. Um. The Caves of Steel is an Asimov novel. It's the first uh, in the robot novels, not including iRobot. I'm a big Asimov fan. I don't know if everybody knows that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in this one, I was noticing that, like, and as I was going through the books, I was like, oh, okay. So, like, also, 
your chapter titles. If you title your chapter, that's something that can also be pulling the reader in. So like the chapter one title is Conversation with a Commissioner. And then the first sentence is Lige Bailey had just reached his desk when he became aware of R. Sammy watching him expectantly. Um, within the first five lines, you find out that R. Sammy is a robot. Okay. So you like you you know you're in the future. Yeah. Or in a in an AU <laughs> where robots exist. Yeah. Um and uh and like within the with the first page, which is really like half a page, you find out that like uh he he smokes a pipe, but his tobacco is rationed. Um and uh about the robots and everything like that. And like you kinda and you find out about his character, he says it says Bailey wondered irritably why those same duties couldn't be done by a man. A person, not a robot, not like necessarily a, a dude. <laughs> um, but uh, so you learn a lot like about him. They, mm-hmm. Like he resents the robots. He doesn't. And, and so you learn a lot just about the setting, the future. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a commissioner boss. So you kind of maybe might have an idea of what his, he's a detective. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I don't know if you read it, but uh, so you learn it's just in the beginning. You're learning all this stuff, but it's not telling you set in the future <laughs> in the year 3000. Yeah. Um, in my, um, your best fake smile, which takes place at Coney Island, which was for the Larry Broad. Larry Broad. Um, I love that. Fake. Yeah. <laughs> so that starts with, thank you. That starts with the setting. They're on a train and they're like, overground going through Brooklyn and it's like Harry feels lost um and so it starts with like the setting and it's like a very setting heavy fic um which is why I wanted to start with the setting um and like Harry is not like technically lost because he's on the subway that's yeah. going or where he, he knows, knows where he's going. going yeah but it's just the whole thing's like a, he's just he feels lost and off you yeah. know um so yeah so setting is a way to start as well if that's going to be like but do you learn in the very beginning of that fic where they are where they're going who the main character is Mm -hmm. um and uh and what's his conflict is like internal yes and you learn little bits of that yeah right in the very beginning exactly you learn that he's on this gate that he's been set up with and he's like doesn't he like finally he just sort of like gave into the date like he's not super excited to be there um and he's like not feeling his best yeah and that's the key to the thing <laughs> but it works out okay next up is the hobbit which I, I know the first line but i'm gonna read it out loud in a hole in the ground there lived a hobbit that's the first line yep <laughs> uh not a nasty dirty wet hole filled with the ends of worms and an oozy smell nor yet a dry bare sandy hole with nothing in it to sit down on or to eat it was a hobbit hole, and that means comfort. Now, it's Tolkien, so he does go on to, like, explain. Don't anyone get mad at me <laughs> for, like... No, he does. <laughs> There's a lot of explanation um, yes. after that uh, about the, um, the, the hobbit hole. But, you know, it's about a hobbit. You're intrigued because they live in the hole in the ground. Um, and so, you know, it pulls you in that way. Mm-hmm. Another book my children are obsessed with, which is fine. Percy Jackson. Um, they've read their way through 
all of the uh, Percy Jackson books, then all of the Heroes of Olympus books, and I want to say another series of books by him, and they're taking a break right now. <laughs> and they're going to go back and read like some other one. Um, these are first-person stories, but the first, uh, again, this is with a chapter title. And so chapter one is called I Accidentally Vaporize My Pre-Algebra Teacher. There we go. So, and the first sentence is, look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. So, like, yeah. right away. <laughs> That's like two sentences, and it's like, hmm, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Um, it pulls you in. Yeah. You're like, okay, you add, you accidentally. <laughs> How does one do that? Yeah. This is a David Foster Wallace book, so it's a little bit weird but a girl with curious hair. Um, the first sentence is it's 1976. Um, it describes, I'm not going to read the whole thing cause it's, it's not like long, but it's just one paragraph. But in the very beginning, it's like uh, a car stops. A woman gets out with two kids. She tells the kids, there's a man driving the car. Uh, she tells the kids to put their hands on the fence by the road and to stay that way until the car comes back for them. And then uh, the car doesn't come back. And it says that basically. It's the mm -hmm. end of it says, the end of the paragraph says, lots of cars go by. They stay that way all day. Um, so clearly you're concerned about these children. <laughs> <laughs> You've got contact with the year. Yeah. 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 Um, so the, it's, it's, uh, you know, you want to know what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, of course it's David Foster Wallace. So the next paragraph is six years previously and about someone else. Um, yeah, I was yes. going to say that, um, playing with like time and stuff is also a way to perhaps hook a reader. Um, hopefully like I had my, um, I had a five times stick, um, to love and word indeed the its proposals um yes i so love like, that one so like each Every one time you like yeah. that <laughs> so each one of the sections starts with harry proposing um so the very start is harry said marry me harry says and then it's like louis being like disinterested in harry and like acting disinterested yeah. um which hopefully would hook you because you'd be like if someone's saying that why are you yeah this way um and then it like flashes back like just a few minutes <laughs> yeah. like it explains coming up to that moment um so yeah playing with time is one way to you know so so in that example like you know who you know the action and then yeah but you question why and then in the next paragraph you're told why And it's because he does it all the time. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if he keeps proposing after they're married. Oh, well, now I'm going to have to write it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Louis makes a really nice dinner. Yeah. Marry me. Again. Again. Um, all right, I have a few more but, good omens. Well, but I, while you, before you get to that, I just want to okay. say that these are all good examples, too, of life. Um, you know, it, it obviously depends on the story, but it also depends on like who you are as a writer and what you want. Like, I feel like there's like maybe not a wrong way to do it, 
Um, you know, like I would not start the Hobbit that way. Um, but the Hobbit has gone on to sell a whole lot of copies and is quite, um, so like, there's not like one set of rules that will always work. Yeah. Um, I think also, uh, I was in one of the podcasts that I've listened to recently said that like, you know, if the Hobbit were written today, um, uh, his editor would be like, no, no, let's cut this. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a different world and people or readers, especially like have a different, um, like they've read a lot more and there are a lot more books out there. And so they have like an idea, whereas that was like, you know, a long time ago and different for its time. And so, um, people didn't know what to expect. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so, um, but all these two, like everything you're reading has like a different, you know, all, everything's different. And I feel like each one probably is like a, like, you know, sort of like, nar- like nails the narrative voice, like right from the beginning. Yeah. And that probably like stays throughout. So you're not getting like a big bang in the beginning. And then like the rest of the fic, like is told in a different kind of tone. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. yeah. You have to keep it the same. Um, good omens start with, no, start um, with, sorry, so what I'm, what I'm, oh, go ahead. Is like not, um, like don't hook somebody with something that is, that you're not then going to follow through with. Yes. Does that make sense? Like, yes, that's, that's the point of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then, then people are going to be mad and not ever read anything you've written again. <laughs> yeah. And that mean, then they're just going to stop like further on instead of yeah. <laughs> like stopping right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. This is when you have a good beta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. Do I want to read the rest of these? I tried to get like a variety. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not going to read the rest of them. Um, but it's like, yeah, you've got, so like, this is my list is you sort of want to make the reader wonder like what's happening. You don't want to explain everything right off the bat. Um, you want to start at a pivotal moment. Like you want to start in the action or with an intriguing character um again you can sort of hint at the backstory and stuff but you know start off with a reason why we should be emotionally invested in this character yeah um keeping your narrative voice so you learn about characters characterization characterization mood that sort of thing um and starting with strong emotion um like you want your characters to be either sympathetic or relatable or you know whatever um so like the reader cares about what what you're telling them yeah um and i think the examples you gave were good like a good variety of all of those yeah, things they're like they're all very different yes but they all like pull you in right from the beginning yeah. um i'm trying to think of like i don't want to give like i was like thinking oh we could give bad examples but like i don't think i, ha- I don't want to do that but also like why would you do that oh i also have um Yes. Uh, a book. I just held up a book for Nick to see. <laughs> um, uh, it's oh, called Wire for Story. Yeah. Uh, and the subtitle. Oh, hey, here's something you can try. Subtitle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're titling, you can do a subtitle yeah. as well. Um, it's called Wired for Story, the writer's guide to using brain science to hook readers from the very first sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, they, uh, Who wrote the book? Lisa Cron. Cool. Um, 
the first uh it says like three questions basically whose story is it what is happening and what's at stake those are what you want to like have happen like right in the beginning you want to have those questions like answered kind of Mm -hmm. um when you begin the story um i guess i'm not really sure how to give advice on how not to info dump i mean i think my main thing is just um like does the reader need to know this now to understand what's happening in the story or can Um, they can they figure it out for themselves later yeah can they figure it out from context clues can they figure it out from um you know like you don't need to info dump that harry is 55 and divorced when you find out that uh he has a granddaughter right and that he and his ex-husband are not speaking yes um yeah, so it's like showing and not telling. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But if, it, you're showing, but, yeah. if you're showing the world, if you're showing what's happening, um, and not coming in and saying this is important because X, Y, Z, or if you're world building, um, I'm trying to think of like a good, um, like if you're world building like an in ABO world, right? Yeah. You're not gonna say. This is what an alpha is, and this is what a beta is, and this is what an omega is, and these are the rules of their society. You're going to tell us, you're going to show us by the way they move through the world. Right. And the conversations they have, and the way they feel about the world they live in. Um, And I think that's the best way to not info dump, is to not, you know, just to have us, have the reader understand what's happening from... um, from just them going about their, you know, doing yeah, it. like things like yeah. whatever's going on, like uh, um, in my first ABO fic, uh, I did put like a little list of like rules for my universe, um, mm-hmm. in the beginning, but just because I thought it might be helpful. But a lot of people don't read your notes, authors' notes, and tags. Yeah. Um. I mean. I think that if you need that, then you probably haven't, um, I mean, it's fine that you have it in there. If you, yeah. if I thought that you needed one, I would have been like, okay, here's everything I don't understand yeah. about the story. Like, um, for me specifically with it being ABO and being my first ABO fic, um, I think because there were some things about it that were different, mm-hmm. um, like that I had them, uh, that their like presentation or whatever happened later than in most Omega verse fix. Like yeah. it, I think that's generally like a puberty timed thing. Um, and I wanted it to happen later, like separately from puberty. Yeah. Um, so that was um, part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't think, I, I don't think any of that was necessary because <laughs> you can figure it out. Fine. Like some people like having, you know, um, it's like the you know it's like when like in some fantasy stories they start with like a map at the beginning, which like really as you're reading you learn what's north and if they're gonna hike north to go to the city and blah blah like you what, don't necessarily what use is a map to people who can't visualize. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't use the map because they look at the map and then I go read and I can't like put these. Two I don't remember together. where anything is. Yeah. Um. So I think I often think that things like that are more helpful to the author. 
Yes. You know, than anything. I don't, think, I don't think it hurts. Oh, no. That it's information can't hurt, but it's, yeah. I think it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, I think that if, um, what else would I say? Maybe having your first little bit be like a little mini arc. Um, of like that they're in one moment, something happens and now the situation is different. Thinking about it in that way. Yeah. I mean, all stories should be arcs, so you could just have like a little baby arc in the middle of <laughs> to start things off. Baby arc. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I think that's all really I have to say about. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Yeah. I think it's a good thing to ask yourself what did you say? Is this something that the reader needs to know right now, or is this something that they can uh, infer or find out like when they absolutely need to know it um and if you find yourself writing like harry is 32 years old and yeah (laughs) you know um like it's one thing to describe him and that might be really important if on your 33rd birthday something happens yeah but if he is just middle-aged working having his whatever yeah and it's just like that age you don't need to say that yeah um, so yeah, is is the information you're giving us is it important? Is it necessary? Yeah. If when he turns thirty three, he's gonna find his soulmate, then you know you can say he's thirty two, and you know, yeah. and three quarters. <laughs> so I think we have a next topic. Yeah. So I think that we will. Um, we'll let you know when then we'll surprise you with the next one. What we're gonna talk about. Um, yes. But until then, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. Hopefully this is helpful. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I feel like we're both like a little like, eh, I don't know. You guys let us know if this has been helpful at yeah. all. Um, oh, one more tip. I just had, it reminded me of my stack of books. Yeah. Is that like, look at the stories that you really like. Yes. And see how they start and like yeah. look at not necessarily not that you're gonna like copy what they have, but like see how they start. Like what's they have action, they have, you know, whatever's happening. That's yes. my last tip. Exactly. Excellent. Okay. Yes. Alright, so this has been episode thirty three. Talking about titles and hooking the reader. Yep. Um I'm Lauren Kings of Everything. I am Nick. Lou and has AF on Tumblr and Yes to the World on A3. And thank you again for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.